Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 14th day of January. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in McDonough. 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 Down in Henry County. Or McDonough. Yeah, say hello to to Shaq when he rides by down. There you go. Bring that up a little bit more, Nicole. If you could just let that let that linger, because I know Mr. Crenshaw is going to tell us who we were listening to. Uh, uh, Fort Valley, Fort Valley State's marching band. They are part of the uh, got some wind blowing through there now. Yeah, we can bring it down, Nicole. (laughs) It's like somebody left a window open. Yep. The um, the HBCU Culture Battle of the Bands tour comes through Atlanta today, over at uh, State Farm Arena at four o'clock and. Fort Valley's band is going to be there along with Talladega, Texas Southern, Alabama State, Benedict, and Alabama A&M uh, starts at 4 o'clock. Got other things happening. They're going to have career fair, uh, food trucks, all kind of stuff um, to have fun out there tomorrow. So it's, uh, one of the events, of course, with this being King Holiday Weekend, uh, they're having that event today over at State Farm Arena. All right. So I'm trying to get on here where I can find out some. Stuff of ours. All right, I got all kinds of we crazy looking, stuff going on. Yeah, we got to mention. Well, not, is there not a lane seems moving? to be seems to be closed again. They had one lane that was uh, they were letting some traffic through again. If you're just joining us, Sam mm-hmm. and Greg, on this Sunday morning, we got started an hour ago and saw where I-20 eastbound is closed. Yeah. I mean, going starting at Panola Road, which is where the accident is, but you speculated it's probably backed up to close to I, uh, 285 at this point. 285 at this point, you know, um, maybe even further, uh, because people have been sitting there for two, three hours. Yeah, and they said it doesn't look like it's going to be open for another hour or so. They just had a live shot, and bef- the last live shot I saw, there was one lane, you know, like the far left lane they were letting cars through. I didn't see nothing coming through then. Yeah, nothing's moving there. They're trying to get it all cleared up. So if you're going eastbound, if you're headed eastbound, you need to find an alternate route. You're yep. not going to get there on I-20 if you're going uh, east out to, through, through, through the Cap County. You're heading, right out to, you're heading out to Conyers, heading out to Covington, yep. heading out to uh, Lake Oconee yep. for whatever reason. Yep. Yeah, you're going to be 
Yeah, a little you delayed. Got, got to find a little back road. But yeah, pull over, get to the Waffle House, have a cup of coffee, and then get back on the road. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, can, can I mention someone that was honored? Can, can we do that? You now? talking about what? What is he to us? I want to say our our man. Well, he is. He's our man. <laughs> he, he really is. So 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 many things, and he's. I mean, he's downstairs at work now. And I got him in a movie. Yeah, uh, one of the few people yeah, you that uh, you know, the coworkers that I got into a movie and talk about the perfect role. Uh, it was, it was, you know, that movie, the um, Immortal Life, Immortal of Life of Henry Relax, Henry Relax, yeah, and and a scene out by the was it the lake? He was baptizing some folks, I believe it was. Was it? He was, was out of the preacher. Was it, was it baptized or was it the funeral? That's one or the other. One or the other, but yeah. he was a minister. But we're talking about guest the suit himself. The, guess the color of the suit himself. On it this week, Larry, uh, Tinsley. Larry Tinsley, you know, our friend and our co-worker, V103, and just a just a broadcasting legend in the town. This week, DeKalb County had the um, Nathaniel Mosby Humanitarian Awards, and they had three award recipients. One of them, Tommy Smith, uh, the Olympic Olympian, it was 1968, the iconic picture with he and John Carlos uh, on the victory stand, who has been a resident of this area for many times activist and realtor Bobby Sanford, and our very own Larry Tinsley, who um, I read a quote that he, that he said. He said, well, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, said something that sticks with me. He said, we are to do our jobs so well that the living, dead, or unborn couldn't do it better. And that's my attitude when I take the air at V103. And so it's, it's remarkable to get that uh, from Larry Tinsley and you know, we like to think that we have a lot of listeners and we have this time of day on Sunday morning and people follow us and people tell us, you know, sometimes that we had great ratings. We don't catch this man. <laughs> really? Really? We, we, we don't. We all line up behind him uh, weekends and uh, it's just a joy to work with him as someone. And he's an inspiration to me as someone who uh, grew up in this area, listening to him on radio many years ago and now uh, getting a chance to work with him. And like I'm, I tell people, Whenever I get a chance to go down and see him, we like to see what he's wearing. But I like to watch him work. I like to watch him work. This is the way he's he does smooth it. as a gravy sandwich. He really is. He just, you know, he truly is. And he knows what he's doing. But you, you've been doing it for as long as he has. It's it's second nature, and he's doing so. Like he's not broadcasting. Story. He's talking about himself, his life, and his 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 beliefs. You know that's what that show is, and that's who he is. So it's easy. He doesn't go in with a script every oh, every no, week. He doesn't have to. He, he just sits that. there. It's it's basically like a really well dressed man in his own house talking to you. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, right. Which right. is what he did during the pandemic. Yep, yep. True, true, true. Quick story. Sam and I, we used to have to um, when we first started working. There was a thing where, and you guys all know this. You, if you're not a full time employee, you have to drop your timesheet off. You know. Um, and it was downstairs on the eighth floor. We occupied two floors here. And I would have to go down and drop off a timesheet. And I would do it on Sundays. And so when Sam and I got off the air, as we got to the elevator, there was this game we played. And we said, all right, what color suit is Larry going to be wearing today? And we did this every week. <laughs> I don't know if we were ever successful. But it was... It was, like I said, a man game. Got, man got some threads. And we would turn the corner, and whether we were right or close or not, it was a thrill looking at him. I just have one way to describe Larry Tinsley. It's not the broadcaster or the man. When you see him, what he reminds me of. He reminds me of what 
a living member of the Temptations would look like if they were going out and accepting an award. He's just dressing. He looked like one of the like Eddie Kendricks, right? <laughs> Going out. God bless him. But I'm just saying, he just looks like he's still clean as a board of health, right? And yeah. and just makes you smile. There's very few people. You're like this too. When you're around certain people, they make you smile. And Larry Tinsley is like that. Over 50 years broadcasting, <laughs> and uh, by goodness, is so he in the Radio Hall of Fame? He's, I believe he better so. be. He should be. Um, but uh, it's great. And they had these awards in DeKalb County ahead, of course, of the MLK holiday celebrations. So so congratulations to him, uh, one of our own, and just happy for him. And just wanted to mention that this morning. Now, I do have a couple of local sports things to do. Mention we just talked about the high school basketball event that's going on. There's some college basketball yesterday. Georgia falls to Tennessee. And that's a deal because Georgia had won 10 in a row. They had won 10 in a row, but Tennessee came over to Athens Took them down yesterday, 85-79 the final. Georgia's record, though, very impressive at 12-4. and four. I think if Georgia had won that game, we may have seen them slip into the national rankings this week. They would certainly deserve it. They're playing good basketball over there. Uh, Georgia Tech beat Duke here in Atlanta back in December. Duke paid them back yesterday. They played up in Durham, and Duke beat them 84-79. Tech has now lost five in a row, so they got to do something to, to get back in the win column. Uh, meanwhile, Georgia State is rolling. Uh, nice crowd over at the Convocation Center because they played Georgia Southern yesterday. Always a grudge match whenever the two schools get together for anything. And uh, Georgia State won at 90-62. to They're now 9-7 and on the year, 4-1 and in Sunbelt Conference. Mercer was uh, taking on Western Carolina yesterday. Western Carolina beat them by a score of 64-52. So just some college basketball scores to pass along. As uh, you know, we watching college basketball season. Ah, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 Game, 929thegame.com. Um, this might be a good time okay. to to crow a little bit. Crow? Crow a little bit. Okay. We don't normally do that, but I just mention the efforts of some of the people who made us sound like we did last week when all that craziness was breaking and everybody around here was scrambling. I mean, listen, everybody – is 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 thrown under the umbrella when it comes to something like this, um, but there was some specific people who really, they, I mean, they just nailed what was going on because they were right in the middle of it, and they they almost pretty much had to. Um, and Mike Conti had put a, an email out talking about this and, and acknowledging these people, these coworkers of ours, and we don't do it that often. And so I'm going to take a second, and hopefully I don't stumble and bumble through this. But last week was one of those benchmarks. Throughout the course of the year that you go, oh, remember that week when all of this broke? Well, we will remember the second week in January. Oh, absolutely. In, in, in 2024 and how it got started. And everybody from people like Knox Bardeen and doing what he does digitally and getting all the, um, the stuff up online. So those of you who didn't hear the interviews live, make sure you got it on our website. Mike Johnson and Randy McMichael, these guys both played with Nick Saban, had some incredible stories to share. You ain't getting that down the dial, up the dial. You don't really say that phrase anymore, do you? Up and down the dial, but you know what I meant. You're not going to get that. Um, Rusty Manzel, who works with uh, Steak and Sandra mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. on the uh, Steakhouse, he got Kirby smart. Like, and after all this craziness happened, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So congratulations to them, Chris mm-hmm. Thomas and Oren. Our buddy Oren, uh, you know, helping out Dukes and Bell, getting some just, you know, when you're doing that show, a five-hour show every day, and something like this happens, so the, the, the team of those guys. 
Dukes and Bell along with Chris and, and Oren. Uh, Mark Zeno, Snake Shapiro, and Joe Patrick, you know, the, the way they conducted their interviews. You know, everybody stepped up. And, of course, Bo, who not only is a part of the morning shift, but he also helps Mike Conti. I kind of like the latest uh, underboss here, if you will. Yeah. But um, Bo and everybody worked seamlessly. Mike Conti left his name off of this, but I'm sure he was orchestrating all of this stuff. But this station as a whole, how we sounded last week. Noel, jump in here real quick if you got a second. How did we sound last week when all this craziness – because I didn't hear – I mean, I was – you know, I was busting my thumbs with the remote control like everybody else. But those who couldn't be in front of a TV or knew that we had the connections with Georgia, with Alabama, with all these other places, and got to work from the times you heard, what did you think? It was interesting because even before we got the email from uh, Conti, I sent out a tweet myself. And I was like, you know, go girl, go radio is fast-paced. And I was like, they are doing an amazing job today getting all of this on the air. Because I just happened to be riding around myself around 4 or 5 o'clock, you know, Dukes and Bella on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we went from the press conference. They're out doing uh, – they're, they're out on a remote. And then you had the, the interview with the, all the sound. It was just – it was nonstop radio. So, you know, listen, I just, I just wanted to take a second and, and, and highlight – uh, and mentioned some of our coworkers who were in the tall weeds. I mean, when you get that kind of busy, you don't realize how much time is going by. Yeah. You don't realize, you know, sometimes you don't realize what comes out of your mouth. You're just so happy to, to get this interview or get this person out, or you're trying to orchestrate this, that, and the other thing that's going to happen in an hour from now. And So as we sit here days later and the dust has settled, people are still kind of remembering how we presented all that information to you. And I wanted to, Sam and I wanted to take the time and, and congratulate our coworkers. Absolutely. For, Absolutely. For, for the job that they did last week. And if so, you wanted to know what was happening as it was going on, you had to tune in here last week. There you go. Absolutely. That's absolutely true. Our folks knocked it out of the park. On a day that uh, is, well, I was going to make a quick transition here, and I got one of those things that happened on this day. And, and, and it kind of reminded me of that. Imagine the day here in Atlanta when Ted Turner bought the Braves. Wow. It was on this day in 76 that Ted Turner became the CEO of the Atlanta Braves. I would imagine some of your co-workers, well, no, no, that's 72. They weren't, Randy and them boys, excuse me, 76. 76. Randy and them boys weren't over there. Not, not, yet, live not, yet, anyway. not yet, not yet, not yet. Anyway, that happened on this day. All right, we got a special guest coming up next. We have to thank her personally, but also thank her for getting up early and uh, and letting us know what's going on. The first major in tennis is going on right now, Australian Open, and we're going to talk to Tennis Panorama's Karen Pastena, friend of the show. She's coming up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. You gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser. It's her intro music. Karen Pastana joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929Game.com. On this Sunday morning, Karen, thank you. Good morning. Happy New Year, guys. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year Merry Christmas. And, and we, 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 we sit here very humbled and, and thanking you for the presence. So, yes. we publicly thank you for. What you did for us, uh, for our audience, Karen, uh, who you hear regularly, and she got her own intro music, right? She, uh, <laughs> she, she got Which us. First, some, I'm very grateful. She got, she got us some stocking stuffers, if you will. Yes, you uh, did. From the U.S. Open. Yes, you did. And I got me. I'm walking around the house looking like Dusty Baker. The only thing missing is the toothpick. I got me some wristbands at dinner time, and and got new strings and all. So thank you, Karen. That was very, oh, very welcome. nice. You're- 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, what's underway? And I got to ask you, when did we yep. start playing the first matches on Saturday night? This is the first time they're doing it. Why? Okay. And it's in, it's, it's in response to, you know, there have been so many matches that have gone so late. They want to get more matches in. Um, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if down the line the U.S. Open tries the same thing. Because statistics have shown the last couple of years, longer matches, matches that have to go into the next day. So that's why the Australian Open is doing it. And plus, the French Open already does it. So is they've this, been doing it for a few years. It, so they're not increasing the, the the amount of people that are playing. They're not increasing anything. It's just that the way tennis is played now, there have just been longer matches, more five setters, and there is and weather, of course, that bleeds into it. But why yeah. hasn't this been something that's been done before? If if no other change as far as the amount of people that are showing up or or, or players playing. You know, um, I guess. <laughs> There have been so many, yes, people, better, I guess, better athletes, longer matches. Um, and, yeah, same number of matches as, you know, before, but they're staying on court longer. And also, yes, weather interference in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. By the Australian Open, they have three roofs, and they're, even they're adding that extra day, so that tells you something. Yeah, I think it's. I think they're just in better shape, Sam. Yep, they don't have anything going on over there this year, dude. Usually the heat is intense, so they got something burning. Uh, something that's <laughs> oh yeah, useless. not to, that. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah, it might <laughs> be no, no wildfires yeah, or right. anything else. Right. That's the only place that people don't go inland unless you're there, unless you're Aborigine. I mean, you yeah. just don't. I ain't. Don't anybody ever showed me a picture from inside of Australia? It's yep. just like a black hole or something. Everybody stays on the coast. That's enough for me. Thank That's you. it. That's it. That's what's yeah, going on. Yeah, pretty much. In Australia, either on the West Coast or the East Coast, nothing really in between. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just went, well, we're here in the studio. We're monitoring the match that just finished they, uh, the very first day, and they put Novak Djokovic out there. And he has, he has to, 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 to work to earn it. He got a four-set win. Yeah. Um, the Dino um, Prismic there, he was a good junior. Um, and he just tested Djokovic, and Djokovic is his idol. That's the crazy thing. Normally, you're playing your idol, you're like shell shocked and can't do anything. But hey, yeah, he gave Djokovic a test. Like the kid should be proud of himself because this is his match at a major, and here he is playing the number one player in the world on Rod Laver Arena. So he, you know, he held his own there and tested him. Took him to four sets. I, I to be quite honest. Said which was six two. I was thinking, should I go take a nap now and wake up at the end of the match? <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't because the, the kid, you know, he, he he did well for himself. All right, you got any more questions about this dude for her? Because you know I'm gonna change the subject. Okay. <laughs> he knows that too, right? You guys better no time on this dude, especially this early. Listen, Sam and I talked about this yesterday. The return uh, on the big stage of Naomi Osaka. Uh, what do you expect to see as far as her coming back and dealing with the issues that kind of put her on the shelf for a while? Well, I think doing a, having a break, uh, you know, of course, having a child it might change her perspective on things, be a bit more calm, calmer and know that, you know, playing tennis and having to deal with media is one thing, and, you know, 
all of that is like second when you after you have a child. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, seriously though. Um, and I think you know she's she's you know I guess trying to find herself, but I guess she's she's a mom now, so she has a different focus. I'm sure that. I mean, she was patient before, but I, I guess she would be more patient now. But having seen her play a little bit last week at a tournament, she still has she still has her um you know she still has those skills, still got those skills, and she just has to work her way back. I have you know I have confidence that she'll be she'll be back in the top twenty soon enough. Um, it's just a matter of getting out there and playing. That that's what I say. But her first round match there about Carolyn Garcia, who former top ten player, will not be easy because Carolyn, I believe, is the sixteenth seed, and was the U.S. Open semifinalist a couple of years ago. So she is no slouch of a player at all. So this should be a popcorn match. Get your popcorn out. All right. Well, then let me put it to you this way again. Karen Pastana joining uh, Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. Are you, on a scale of 1 to 10, confident, not so confident, that Naomi will ascend again to a part, part, a point where we could possibly get a decade out of a back-and-forth rivalry between her and Coco? Because that's what the sport needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say a 7. That's my. I'm going to say a seven because I think she can get back to that spot and go back and forth um, with uh, Coco's rivalry because that would be so much fun. Um, but then you know, I mean, she has a child now. She has so many interests. We'll see if she remains focused on tennis. I mean, she has so much endorsement money. It's crazy. She has more endorsement money than um, any female athlete that I can think of. Um, but I don't know if the the money will, I don't know if the money will influence her or not, but if she really wants to play, she will play. And she's what, she's 26 years old. She's got plenty of time, plenty of time. Yeah. So yes, seven out of ten. That's that's my that's my guess. And Sweet Green's one of her sponsors, and that's right here in our building here in Colony Square. I haven't tried it yet, but she's somebody that Naomi Osaka sponsored by. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline is what it with Karen Fistana of Tennis Panorama News. She is social, always following Tennis News TPN at Tennis News TPN for those. One of our home folks got a win last night. Uh Alicia Keys. Uh, Lisa Parks, I mean, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Parks uh, played one of the early early matches and three sets. But great to see her make it through. Yes, I, I was uh, watching that. I was streaming that match, um, and yeah, the first the first set, you know, she was hitting stuff hard, but uh, out. Yeah, she was spraying <laughs> she it all over regained, the parking lot. She reigned in her power and, and uh, composure, and you know, she she rallied from a breakdown in the third set to win that one. Of course, most people don't realize that she has the record for the hardest serve for a woman. At 129 miles per hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, say that again. Uh-huh. She has the hardest serve recorded for a woman. Um, 129 miles per hour. Yeah. Absolutely. But our very own. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought Serena had that record and wasn't going to you know, get touched, but okay. No, believe it or not. Alicia does. Okay, I mean, I believe it. Only it only just... happened last year, though. It, yeah. it just happened last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So great to see her get a win. And we're looking forward to seeing some of our other home folks do well. 
Taylor Townsend is coming into this thing, um, getting another doubles title and, and a tune-up for this event. That's about where she's going to go today. I got her penciled into oh, to the Olympic team. Yeah, she. I mean, she'll definitely be in the Olympic team for doubles. That's that's a certainty, if you ask me. Um, uh, as far as the Australian Open goes, she has a big test in Paula Bedosa, um, a former highly ranked player who's had injuries lately, and why she's not in in the top twenty right now. But that's going to be a bit of a test. But Taylor Town, I always say this: you're left-handed, you throw people off. And this is a hard court, and this is a, a great court for Taylor to play. And she won um, the Australian Open Juniors. Oh, goodness, it's got to be 11, 12 years ago, because yeah. I was there for that. Okay. So you never know. It, <laughs> I guess he whispered it. In the 50s. I, 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 I was there for that. Yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> we expect but, you to but, be at everything big. You know what, though, Karen? She is one of eight moms. In yeah. this tournament, eight mothers. What does that yes. say about mm-hmm. uh, you know you can you can start your family while you're playing on tour. You don't have to wait until you're done. It's true because also players are playing longer. I mean, look at Serena. She played until she was basically forty-one. Uh, I mean, and I mean, and Taylor's. What is Taylor now? She's, what, 28? Is she that old? Oh, but anyway, I mean, hey, conceivably she could play another 10 years, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, women are playing long. I mean, players in general are playing longer, so the women can have their kids while they're playing. But here's the thing about this that makes this an enigma, Sam. Last year we had a conversation about these, these – it was mostly on the ladies' side – and young players, period. They're getting that NIL money. They're getting Ash Barty, number one in the world, got all the money in the world. She's exiting stage left because, well, for whatever her reasons are. So as you talk about women having babies and having families and so on and so forth and continuing to play, you got that on one side, but then you have these players who are just playing up to a certain point, getting a certain level of a bank account, and then saying, I'm out. Yeah, and that's what makes true. this sort of crazy about this. You, there's no rhyme or reason as to see it's that intestinal fortitude. This is what I'm talking about when we when we mm-hmm. go back and forth about the uh, the NFL uh, 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 the camp in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Okay, you Com- can't combine combine. You can't measure heart. No, you can't measure. Yep. Want, you can't measure want to. Yep, it's true. It's true because there's so much money out there. And if you're you know a decent player like a top twenty player, you play so many years, you get a nice little nest egg if you're good. And I guess some people are not driven that way to play for ten years. Um, whereas you know in the golden days of tennis or whatever you want, they played for almost tried to play for almost twenty years. So right, I, I mean, I'm talking about the lavers and stuff like that. But now you know they can play longer. A lot of them do play longer. But, you know, the, like, as you say, a given example of Ash Barty, she won three majors and she got a lot of money and she's like, that's it for me, you know. Yeah. And the other thing about this is you, you have a situation where, oh, geez, I just lost my train of thought, Sam. Don't you hate that when you're in mid-sentence <laughs> and, you're on the, and you're on the radio and you're sitting here talking? And I had a really good one for Karen here I was going to ask her about. Oh, well, the thing, let me ask you, you're talking about people quick. here. Let's talk about the person who's not here. And that is Rafael Nadal. And a lot mm-hmm. of people talk about his comeback tour. And, um, well, you certainly hope it doesn't end like, like Roger Federer's on an exhibition match. And yeah. you really want him to get, get a, you know, to play Roland Garros twice 
because everyone's got a chance to play them, play the, the tournament, and then come back for the Olympics. Thoughts about him not being uh, here at the Australian Open? Well, you, you know, I, in all honesty, I really do think he's saving himself for two things, Roland Garros and or the Olympic Games. I really do think. And he's a former gold medal winner um, from Beijing. Um, and I think that's what he wants to do. I really do. And... Um, yeah, he doesn't want to go out at an exhibition like Roger right. Federer right. did. But he, want, I mean, he would rather be losing, losing in the first round of the Olympic Games, knowing that he was playing. You know, I, I, you know, I totally believe that. And I, you know, I hope he makes it um, to the Olympic Games, and I hope he gets to the U.S. Open or his body holds out to the U.S. Open, because if he if he retires. At the U.S. Open, um, I mean, it, it will be crazy. It's crazy enough for the U.S. Open, but for for Rafa to know, oh, this man is his last major. Uh, it'll be something else. I just listen. I'm good if he just if he shuts it down after the French, because that's where he's mm-hmm. most known. I'll, I'll be good with yes, that. Yes, it's true. I remember true. what I was going to ask you, or, or 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 just a statement and your thoughts on this. Is we talked about these players um, back on the women's side, but I guess it could apply to men too. That are exiting because they've got the bank account, they've, they've got a couple um, wins, and they're not about the history of the sport. They've, they're going to provide for their family, whatever the reason. But these names, these names that bring people to the sport are leaving. And my thing I was going to say to you is this is the wrong time to have that happen. I look at tennis right now much like I look at boxing a decade ago when this young thing MMA was coming up. And boxing didn't worry too much about them, right? They said, oh, they're not going to be yep. anything. And next thing you know, it's all about MMA and it's all about UFC. Now you have the same thing with pickleball. Now it's never going to oh, take over. No, it's never going to take over. No, listen, no, I'm, no. I'm no. talking the about the comp- taking over. No, no. Tennis. Listen it's, to what I'm saying here. Both yeah, of you, please. You what I'm saying is, I'm saying to right. you both right now, the conversation mm-hmm. about playing a sport when it comes to these two. I think tennis is losing out to this easier sport. They got they're on ESPN. They're showing these ter- these tournaments. They're coming up with these tournaments. I'm just saying, is it something that makes you, or the people in your sport, look over their shoulder at what's going on with this, or do you still just look at it like an amusement park and people are just having fun? Uh, in a way, but this is the thing. Recreationally, pickleball has like has skyrocketed. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's easy to play. Anybody can play it. You don't have to move around too much. Right. As far as as picking it up as a sport recreationally, yeah, it's probably. I hate that's, to say this. I know. It probably that's all I'm is going to like get to the equivalent of tennis, if not go past it, only because it's easy to play and you don't need as much space. But as far as people becoming professionals in pickleball, yes, there are a lot of them. And in fact, some former tennis players are now pro pickleball players like Jack Sock and, and others like that. Really? But okay, there's that. hardly any money in it. No, hardly. I, and I wasn't getting at that, Karen. What I was getting at yeah. is the young players coming, the young uh Young people coming up when they have mm-hmm. the two to choose from. That's all I was saying. And that's mm-hmm. something because you always want to get, as Sam it's likes really to not, say. It's really not one to choose from. You're going to make money. Again, yeah, it's you, true. You, you tennis is way more money, but also there's more prestige in playing tennis than pickleball. I'll just say that straight out. <laughs> Understood. Understood. All I'm saying is this is something that's similar to your sport, and I use that other analogy. And is it something that you think about, even if it's recreational now? Mm-hmm. Think about MMA then. 
it was regular. Oh. It, was, it was in the. It was behind, you know, a garage, and it was done then. And now look where it is. I'm not saying it's gonna be the same, but it was just something mm-hmm. I was thinking about, and I wanted no, to ask no, you. No worry, Karen. Yeah, I, 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 it's I'm, true. I'm, it's uh, true, though, about uh, boxing and, and MMA. That I never thought that was gonna happen, but then, you know, I guess the personality of. of of sport of people who follow sports, I guess in a way have changed. I don't know. Exactly. People, guess, more so- aggressive, yeah. and then want to take their frustrations out by watching the MMA as opposed to boxing. Garen, I'm going to introduce him to Ben Shelton, and then and then and then, then he'll you'll be okay. I ain't gonna be okay. I'm just, everything <laughs> changes. <laughs> everything what was yeah, don't stay the she, same. She, she's you know that's yeah, it. We got to introduce you to somebody. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll meet along. whoever, but you I'm know, just saying do that. You know, and that, and he's what's on the way up. He, he's going to next. Karen, he, he, you know, so that's yep. what we, we, we we love you. We we we, love you. We, we we have a little back and forth here, which is what I miss in a while. But we love you, and that's why we have you on so much, and we appreciate everything you do. And can we talk? Uh, can we talk to you next week? Because this is a obviously yeah, a fortnight. Yeah, I'm good. I'll be up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you'll be up. From Tennis Panorama, as always, friend of the show, it is Karen Pustain, and joining us here on this Sunday morning, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. That's her walk-on music. There you go. Every Nicole, that's our intro music. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg. Watch out. I got my seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm holding on tight. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce our new producer, Miss Nicole. I'm uh, Nicole. Miss no, no. Noel. I'm looking at our guest from, H- from 640. Noel, first of all, welcome. Well, hello. We have, we, 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 let's officially welcome you. You have worked with us a couple times. Yesterday was kind of a, you know, it was a weird kind of thing. We didn't start till 7.30. But now, the first four-hour show, we're going to do this at 7.40. Every time we got a four-hour show. And we want to officially welcome you to the Sam and Greg. Yeah. Well, thank Sam. you. Welcome. Yes. And hello, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. We snatching my good morning. Good morning. Well, yeah. we will start with this. You know yeah. what's funny? What's that? Do you know how many people call me Nicole a day? Well, I know of one. Oh, I hear that <laughs> so often every day. And I think it's because, like, Nicole is the most known or recognizable name that starts with an N. So, like, whenever people can't place it, they just default to Nicole. I hear it so often. It's just, it's just you know, my name now. You respond, now. right? Yeah, at this point. Yeah, you know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But Atlanta, it is Noel. Noel like Christmas. That's what I tell people. There you go. That's what I tell people so that, uh, that makes people they don't smile. call me Nicole. Exactly. And that doesn't she? Smile. Look at her. Doesn't she make you smile? Makes you smile, She got man. one of them smiles, just a natural, just, just grin about it. Whenever you see it. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Okay, Alana, so I just want to introduce myself so you guys know what to expect whenever they allow me to uh, cut the microphone on. There you go. Can you hear me? Can you hear we me? We can hear you. We just, we I know you just like you read something. We want to make sure everybody hears you loud and clear. And we've <laughs> given you this segment to kind of, like I said, introduce yourself, uh, tell us some stuff about you, or just things going on in the world that's, that's got your attention. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about me. Like when we was talking earlier about uh, sneakers and yep, yep, business and yep. all of those good things. And she um, stepped in with some business information. That was good. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, I used to run. I used to run a couple Foot Lockers back in the day. Okay. <laughs> it don't mean nothing now. You can't get us the discount. So, I know, right? <laughs> I can't even get myself the discount anymore. I'm kind of sad about that. Those were both here in town? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I used to be at North Lake. Okay. South Lake. South Lake. I was out in Athens for a while. Okay. I was at Mall of Georgia for a while. Whoa. Ladyfoot, Kidsfoot, Footlocker. I was going to say, what'd you do to keep bouncing around from them places? Uh, they just they just bounce you where you need where, where they need you. Okay. Where they feel like you can you can make some changes and and, and improve some sales and, and all of that good stuff. Okay. Um. So yeah, one of the reasons I got out of the sneaker business was what we was talking about earlier. I, I saw the oversaturation of it. Like we went from having lines of people wait outside with lawn chairs and and people coming in to grab tickets and us. give me a couple of shoes that people were lined up sitting out there for waiting on oh you had the air jordan space jam 11s you had uh a few games like all star weekend used to be a huge sneaker weekend um about 10 years ago really oh yeah malls would be full of people be out there from like midnight to 7 a.m trying to get the new lebrons yeah Yeah, trying to get the new lebrons the new kds the new kobe's the new kyrie's like they would have all different like they would have themes based on the city so like one time they did it in houston so they had a nasa theme um they did it in chicago i forgot what they did for chicago I know I they made think, a special think, pair of Air Jordan 3s for Chicago. I think we'll be big after Christmas, after the Christmas Day games. Though they, they do, So you, they don't sell shoes after the Christmas Day game, but like the 15 days leading up to Christmas, they'll, Nike will start dropping the Christmas Kobe's, the Christmas KD's. Okay. Like this year the big thing was the reverse Grinch Kobe. Okay. Everybody okay. was trying to get the red Kobe I saw six those. With I the saw green. those, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you'll see all the AAU guys and all the college guys and all the NBA guys, they'll – They'll have them on. I think Jalen Brown had a special swooshless edition. Yeah, yeah. Kobe, everybody loves to wear the Kobe. Like, even uh, Clint Capella here, his number one shoe is the the Bruce Lee Kobe, the, the black and white Kobe. I started calling the Clint Capellas. He wear them so much. Like that's, <laughs> that's his number one favorite shoe. Wow, wow. Uh, Bogey likes to wear Trey shoes because they're both signed to Adidas. Okay, okay, okay. And then... They're always in some interesting colors, too. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Trey Harley ever wears Atlanta colors. Yep. All right. What's well, else you got for us? Let's see. Um, so we were talking about Taylor Swift earlier, right? Yeah. Well, we, we tried not to, but we, we couldn't you, avoid it. <laughs> well, more about her jacket than about her. Right. Well, about, mm, I'm going to say, the, the, the Kanye situation. It was about two thousand nine. Which one are you about referring About 2009 at the, at the MTV. Okay. I, I call that now, the last great MTV music Video awards. That was that was the right. last great one. Okay. And at that time, I was still listening. I was like right at the end of no longer listening to country music because it was becoming something else. And um, I was the only person in the room watching an award show that actually knew who Taylor Swift was at that time. <laughs> okay. It was like six or seven people in that room, <laughs> and Kanye comes up, takes the microphone, and da-da-da-da. says what he says. Yeah. And everybody goes, "Who?" Yeah. And I'm like Taylor Swift, and it was like. What what does what does she do? And I was like, I, she invented teen country. Like, what do y'all talk like? Tim McGraw, like n- none of it. Our song, n- none of it. None yeah. of y'all know any of it. And it was like, no. And now look what we are now. You can't avoid Taylor Swift. You ha- were you in a room with folks that look like that look like you that were you having this conversation with? You reminded me of a situation that was exactly <laughs> like that, where I was in a room with folks who looked just like me, and I was talking about PK Supon. Hockey player, and the guy just like he just was the dude in the NHL, and I looked like I was speaking, you know, some oh, yeah. language from Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> that yes, that that happens often. But uh, I was I, and I was big on Taylor Swift at that time because, like I said, 
there was no such thing as like teen pop country at that moment and really women in country it kind of mm-hmm. died off and it was just the guys and the bros and the trucks and and their six packs or whatever and it kind of still what it is what it is since she left but yes um <laughs> <laughs> Okay. She just capsulized right. that. Yikes. Hey, we're, meet, we're meeting Noel, right? Oh, oh this is dear. what we're doing. Oh, dear. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. But other than, you know, I like other things besides country. Of course, I love I love uh, Atlanta rap and all of those great things. I love concerts, actually. Okay. So last year, I went to more concerts than I've ever been in my entire life. Tell, tell us something about your time here, though, in radio, since you've gotten in here. Oh, and you've man. walked into this building. Give, give me a, not a story so much, but... When you walked in here one time and you turned the corner, because that can happen up here on this floor or the eighth floor, and you turned and all of a sudden so and so was in front of you. This I haven't athlete, had that yet. you haven't had that happen yet. I have not had that happen yet. We like I've gotten like texts from Eric and he'll be like, "Oh, Quavo was here" or, or stuff like that. But like I have not had that happen yet. Okay. So I am I am anxiously awaiting the day. But I will say this: my very first day here, Georgia had just won the national championship. And Andy, Randy, Bo, and Brian at the time were passing out the newspapers of the national championship. Okay. And they asked me if I wanted one. And I said, oh, no, I was waiting for Michigan's chance to lose to Georgia in the national championship. And now look where we are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look where we are. Look where we are. Look where we are. I'm a year better in radio, and Michigan is national champion. There you go. And, and by the way, she has a little work to do because she does come in here with that, with with that that block M, on a few hats, mm-hmm. which of course then gets my attention, and I go, hey, I didn't know you were, you know. And then she told me the whole connection with Morehouse and the University of Michigan. Well, Eric told you that, That's but I'm Eric. still oh, researching. Oh, you that. saw Eric? That, that came out of Eric. I thought it was yes, out, out no, of you. No, that came out of Eric. But I'm still researching that to uh, to get to the nitty gritty of that. When I find that. That will be a 720 segment. Yeah, there was a, there was a conversation about who actually came up with that block that block M. But yeah, Eric's information doesn't seem to be panning out because I can't find that specific information about him saying somebody from Morehouse is the one who did this, right? Who drew that M? So we're still working on it though. But you guys, you there's a couple other teams that use that M, right? Yeah. So in a bunch of different ways, just like the G, the Georgia G. Noel, welcome to Sam and Greg. Yeah, we appreciate it and everything that you do. So do I. We shall have more fun. Yes, Me, we will. you, and Atlanta. <gasps> Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Terrell Thomas. And listen, you get this thing. We got to talk about Terrell and his daughter, what she did. He sent me something. I, we got to bring this up on the air. Anyway, we're going to be talking more Hawks with him. These Urban Times. I got a fresh casting call coming up in this 8 o'clock hour. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.